This is Josh Mills. This is Marie Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We're happy to have you guys back here on a, I guess you could say, more of a normal episode this week after last week's Beer Venture episode. I hope everybody enjoyed that. It was lots of fun to be on that episode, and it was really good to kind of listen back through it and kind of hear everything again because it was such a fun conversation with those guys. And this week we're doing liquor and I have the wonderful Marie, aka sister, here on the show again. And I think Marie, it, I think it's time we may need to get you a shirt. We may need to look and get you a <laughs> microphone because you have been on the show. I think probably the most out of any any guest that we've had. It may be a tie know. between you and Jordan. Jordan yeah, I was gonna say Jordan's yeah. been on quite a few re- like this year. I, I know I I was on a lot last year, but. Uh... Yeah. But I mean, with dad, you know, with dad gallivanting across the world like he does, it's freaking St. Martin right now. I know. Just hanging out in paradise. So, but I'm glad to have you on here. And as Marie and I were talking about episode ideas, we have decided to do Kirkland brand liquor. And this is going to be fun. So, for those of you who may not know, Kirkland is our Kirkland signature is the house brand for the wholesale wholesale store costco and almost everywhere that they can they have liquor stores and they sell actually their own line of liquor so this week marie and i both were able to get from our local uh, costco's we were able to get the premium kirkland bourbon it's a straight tennessee bourbon it's been aged for seven years and then we were going to try and do both the same, but this time it didn't quite work. So I've got as my second liquor, I've actually got their agave or their, excuse me, their Añejo tequila. And then Marie, what do you have as your second one? I have their original spiced rum. I was Ooh. looking, the only tequila they had of the Kirkland brand was the the silver and it's it's fine for mixing, but there was no way I was going to drink it straight. I may end up feeling <laughs> the same way about this one, but um, I drink more rum than tequila. So I thought this would be a good ad. Yeah. And that's, well, we'll talk about it a little bit, but man, their bottles are always so big. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, that, I, I got the, the, the small one sitting here is, is one liter. <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't, I don't think they do any seven fives. I think almost everything they do is at minimum a liter. What? Is that true of their like scotch too? I think uh, they did anything small, maybe the scotch. Yeah, maybe their twenty-four-year-old scotch is is a seven fifty, yeah. but I can't I can't remember. I've got a bottle of that at the house, but I decided to go ahead and do these wonderful, wonderful um, ones as well. There wasn't a blind last week because obviously we listened to the show where I was on the Beer Avengers podcast, but. Two weeks ago, when I did a wine episode, I had a blind that I thought was some kind of Nebbiolo, and I couldn't get down to whether it was a a Barolo or a Barbaresco. So, Marie, you were sent the note of what it was, so why don't you let everybody know what the blind from the Wine Week was? It's a nice little tie-in. It was the Kirkland brand Barolo, I believe I got that right. <laughs> oh, nice. So the Kirkland brand Bar- Barolo. So that, I mean, so we're fl- flowing right into the Kirkland. And man, that yeah. is delicious. I didn't know. recognize it as that. 
but that's only it's only twenty dollars a bottle. That's not and bad it's, at all. That's not bad at all, and it's a really good Barolo. It's not super aged, but it still is very very nice. Well, are you ready to kind of get into it, Marie? Yes. All right. So Marie and I, we are since we both have the the Kirkland brand bourbon, that's where we're going to go ahead and start. Now, Marie, have you ever had this bourbon before? No, I haven't. Um, yeah. Which is why I kind of suggested this as an idea of like I've never really. I've bought the tequila before, but I've never really bought any of the other Kirkland brand stuff. Um, okay. And so I thought this was a good excuse to try them. <laughs> yeah. Turns I mean, out a... you walk into Costco for two bottles and you come out with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It's almost like Costco is like the target of the warehouse <laughs> world. Like going for one thing and you end up spending $300. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's dangerous. But so I've had this before and it's um I really really enjoy it. Oh, it's it smells it smells really good. What do you think? Excuse me. I had a little moment there. It does. It smells it smells really good like a very traditional simple bourbon. Like there's not a whole lot of complexity to it, but mm-hmm. it has has those traditional caramel like ethers and warming kind of spices vanilla yeah it it doesn't like smells surprisingly good (laughs) if you pick up this and you have no idea what it is you're you're not gonna think that it's you know swell like it it, it's not really harsh on the nose you get a lot of those um like marie said caramely notes i get a lot of the i get a lot of those notes for the american oak which sometimes I don't actually get in in bourbons, but this one I actually get like a good, I actually get some of that like coconutty or dilliness that you can find from others, um, from other things aged in American oak. Like wine, sometimes you'll pick up like hints of coconut or dill, and it's a marker that it's American oak over French oak. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I guess I could see the kind of like coconutty, I don't necessarily get dill, but I can find some of that kind of coconut. Yeah. So I have mine, as you saw, I've poured mine into a Glencairn glass because I'm going to go ahead and taste through it. But I also have for both of my liquors, I've got my ice (laughs) because um, I know at least for the tequila, I'm going to need a little bit of something, (laughs) a little bit of something, something. Yeah. You're going to have to give me a moment to make sure I get some too, because I've smelled the rum and I'm. Yeah. It's a little hot. But this is a great sipping sipping bourbon. It was a lot of ooh, it's a touch hot initially, but I'm as you may hear, I am dealing with some allergy issues, so I may not be able to taste and smell like a normal like I normally do. Um, Welcome to spring. Yeah, yeah. You know, I leave my windows cracked when I go to work because I don't want my car to be so hot. But when I come in, there's a tint of yellow in my car and I'm like son of a biscuit we got to be getting close to for it to be over trees have got to be almost done now this is a little hot this is a little on the higher side for bourbons it's 101 proof so 51.5 proof so if you drink wild turkey 101 this is going to be right up there with that um this is considered a tennessee straight bourbon whiskey and I'm going to Marie, while you're kind of tasting through this and 
um, I'm going to remind everybody about the words on a bourbon bottle. Yeah. Because it's confu- it can be confusing. So bourbon has to be 51% corn distilled to um, well, under 120 proof, I believe, because I'm, I'm doing this off memory, not on my notes, has to be aged in first use American white oak. And then it has to be bottled below uh, 50. Um, no, not 50. It has to be bottled below, I think, 110 proof. And that's it. So for it, for it to be bourbon, it has to ha- it has to meet those qualifications. Now ours, it talks about Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. So we know it's a bourbon. We know it's a whiskey. The Tennessee just delineates that this is made in Tennessee. It's bottled and 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 distilled in Tennessee. it is not a Tennessee uh, Tennessee whiskey like. Jack Daniels is so it's not it's most likely not charcoal cold filtered like Jack Daniels is but the other the other word that's important here is straight so a straight bourbon whiskey has to be aged in that first use American white oak for at least four years so this they actually put on the bottle that it's seven years so since it's beyond that four years they can call it a straight bourbon whiskey now those are really the only regulated words that we have here they have premium small batch also on here, but those aren't really regulated. You know, for somebody, small batch could be 125 gallons, you know, or it could right. be a thousand gallons. So there's no real regulation on small batch. And they do have the batch number on here. Yeah, I was like, what's the- your batch number? I'm curious how close <laughs> so are we? So my batch number is T1796. Me too. So it's not a small batch. It's not a small batch because Marie, <laughs> because Marie bought hers in Indiana and I bought mine in Arkansas. We bought now we bought them within about the same time, a couple days a couple. from each other. Cause I bought mine on Saturday and, and you I bought, bought yours yesterday. Monday. Yeah. And I think too, the like, we're also probably in the same re- distribution region, if you yeah. think about it. We're probably both in like, okay, so this I, I had to look up where in Tennessee this was made because Nashville, I love it. Um, <laughs> so this is made about an hour south of Nashville, which probably also means we're pretty equidistant from where this whiskey was actually made. How far are you from Nashville? Four hours. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit farther for me. It's about five hours. Yeah. But I, my guess is like we would probably get the like if they stick it on pallets. Yeah. Right? Like there's probably a pallet that's going to Ar- or pallet that's going to, you know, Arkansas, Oklahoma. And we're yeah. probably gonna hit the same one. Yeah. Yeah. I can, so I can definitely see that. It's definitely not small but like tiny batches. It's not like craft style small batch, but yeah. There's probably also a reason we're in the same you know, range. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, and it would be interesting also to see the bottles that are in the cases at the store, if they're all the same batch, because when it comes to some of that, you know, filling all that, they mm-hmm. could all be filled, but when they all filter into be boxed and sorted, 
there could be some kind of jostling there as well. Yeah, um, I've always I've seen some really fun batched whiskeys and bourbons at, at Costco. And typically, I never see two different batches on the shelf at the same time, unless it looks like they're running really, really low, and they've maybe tapped the first box of something. Right. Because I do get curious about that. I'm like, hmm, how? (laughs) (laughs) Jefferson's sunken ship whiskey or whatever it is. Um, Oh, the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) Every once in a while, I'm like, that sounds really curious. And then you look at it, and it's like, okay, like this obviously isn't the smallest batch in the world. But (laughs) that's a little... I'm, I'm putting my nose up because I have seen very small batch stuff in my tasting. Yeah, history. like when we would when we go to Mischief in Seattle mm-hmm. in exactly. Fremont, that was that was little. <laughs> that was yeah, that was that like was, we put a single barrel on a ship and sent it crab fishing. Yeah, for a season, <laughs> and they brought it back, and here's the like, however, those, 150, 250 bottles. Those were so yeah. cool. The, it was that was a really fun one. Um, I think they've actually expanded the production of that particular line. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is really fun. So, what do you think as you're drinking on this? Uh, what do you think of it? I like it. Like I said, like for like I wouldn't use this as much. Like this is not going to replace Maker's Mark for me. Mm-hmm. However, I would a hundred percent go buy two bottles of this for Derby Day. If I'm making oh. mint juleps for a crowd, mm-hmm. this is good. It it tastes amazing. It's going to mix well, and it's not going to cost you the same level as buying the Woodford, the Makers, you know, something a little bit fancier. Yeah. And nobody's going to know the difference. <laughs> no. Especially if you're making mixed drinks with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if, you know, some people wanted to, um, you know, drink it straight, they absolutely could. I think it's it's good enough for that too. Yeah. Nice. I, I kind of agree with you there that it is, you know, I could see this being a house bourbon for me as long as my Costco can keep up having it. Because for a while, actually, I think they've supply ch- chain issues. And I think they've actually changed distillers because I don't mm. think the original one was a, was a Tennessee distillery or if mm. it was, they've completely changed the bottle on the label mm-hmm. from when our Costco first opened. So, but with that being said, if they could keep it in stock, cause this liter was like $25, maybe I don't have yeah, my receipt, like- but it was, it was definitely under $30 a bottle. Yeah. And so it's down at that, like bullet makers on sale and, and I think it's better qual. I think it tastes a little bit better than old granddad. Um, I don't think it's better than old granddad bonded bourbon. I think that does taste a little bit better than this, but I, I could definitely see this as being one that just, that's always at the house. I mean, yeah. it, like you said, it's, it would fit with mixing because it's got a good f- body and structure to it. It's got good flavor, but it's not, and it, it only costs, you know, 25 bucks for a liter of it. Right. So I'm like not going to be like, like I would. I would actually keep this in my house to do more mixed drinks with than using all my makers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause makers is my, my house bourbon. Um, and sometimes I'm like, do I really want to mix it with Coke? But like, I don't want it straight. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, know, definitely I for, good... yeah, for some of those, 
quote end quote lower end mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it makes a great one. You know what would be really cool with this? Go buy a a minute made concentrate, whether it's limeade, whether it's cranberry lime lemonade, and mix it up and freeze it and make like a granita slushy thing with it. Yeah. That would be really, You're- really good with this. Do you, I don't, I don't know if you would remember this, but back when we lived in Kansas City, our neighbor, not right next door, but over one, Teresa, she, I think it was Teresa, who had, I next, had, she had a little one. On the other side of the, um, on the other side of Jan and Woody? Yeah. Yeah. Because they and had a, they our, had one, like your age like a little one, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would babysit for him, but I remember at block parties or whatever cul-de-sac parties we had she would come out with this bucket and you would think it was like frozen treats and it was for adults only and like Uh it was bourbon slushies yeah you know i think yeah i think this would be perfect for that or make even making punches with like a good bourbon punch i think this would make a really good bourbon smash punch we're talking about it being Mm -hmm. spring you know, the Arkansas strawberries are just now hitting mm. and it kills me every day that I'm at work. And when I'm on a break and I'm scrolling Facebook and I see my favorite strawberry farm is out of strawberries for the day. And I'm like, no, I'm stuck here at work. I can't go get my strawberries. <laughs> it makes me, makes me anxious. But, you know, I think doing a, a smash, like a big smash punch mm-hmm. with, with some fruit. Or even like you said, because Derby Day is coming up in two weeks. Yeah, first Saturday in May. Yeah, so we got two weeks from you know right now and when the episode comes out that we're going to be, it's going to be, you know, mint julep day. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to be super traditional, you know, you got to make it with Woodford. You know, because that's the, that's the official, the official whiskey yeah. of, of it. But if you're, like you said, if you're making it for a party or you're making a bunch of them, or you want to do a big batch, you know, a big batch picture of it, this would, you know, this would be a great yeah. one. Now, I see you eating over there. What kind of snacks do you, what kind oh, of snacks okay. do you have um, to do with this? We're not really, like, we're kind of doing pairings, but doing the distance stuff, it's really hard. So we both have stuff that we're going to eat on while yeah. we're going with this. So, um I'm getting ready for a trip. So it's a little bit of a clean out the fridge situation going on here. But I have some habanero cheddar cheese that I get from Imperfect Foods um, that I love. Um, I also earlier today, I sauteed some mushrooms and Brussels sprouts um, because they needed to get cooked. And I turned that into a quesadilla, which is delicious. And then I made some sweet potato fries. Quite frankly, they're a little burnt. Not the best um, job I've ever done there. And then I have some Costco sweets on my plate as well. I have the Snappers caramel and pretzel clusters with dark chocolate sea salt. And then I have the, I think everybody knows and loves these. I'm just going to pull the jar because everybody knows them. The Sanders small batch wonders. They are not small batch at all because they are constantly selling out at Costco. Uh, but it's a dark chocolate sea salt caramel. I love these because... I have a very strong sweet tooth. I think most of our family does. 
Yes, we do. And they are so rich, I cannot eat many of them. So they're a good, like, I just need something sweet, but I don't actually need a full dessert. Um, yeah. So I've got a couple of each of those in my plate as well. Cool. Yeah, I can't really go down the the sweets aisle at Costco because then my $150 Costco trip will turn into a $350 Costco trip because I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can just throw these in my office. In and then the chips will jump in. And I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> I know how it does it. They just like show up in the car and I get to the checkout and it's like, oh, hey, look, here we are. And I'm like, how did you get here? Okay, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the other day I had to go get my I get my glasses at Costco and I had to go get my glasses repaired. Like the screw came out and I couldn't get it back in to save my life. And I went in and I was like, okay. There's no, like, I thought for sure that I'd have to wait to get my glasses fixed. And the guy fixed them in like five minutes. There was no one else there. And I had grabbed a cart and I was like, you can evacuate the building right now. Cause it was like a Saturday. It was busy. Yeah. But then I couldn't figure out what to do with the cart. Cause like, I'm not going to leave the cart just sitting in the middle of an aisle. <laughs> so I finally made my way like over to the. And I had picked up one of these jars. I was like, I do not actually need that. I have some at home. I do not need anymore. Do not need to wait in line. And I like looked at the guy by the register. I was like, what do I do with this card? I decided I'm not getting anything. And he goes, just leave it here with me. Thank you. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll use it. Don't worry. It's like, oh, I'll figure it out. Someone will need it. <laughs> I will say what I'm finding as I taste. And sorry, I want to hear what you have too. And see if you're having the same thing. The spicier, like especially the jalapeno cheddar, yeah, is not a good match with the spiciness of this bourbon. Like it, it's just a little too much. Everything else seems to go well because it's just like noshing food. So I have a like a fajita burrito that I made. Actually, you know what? Costco's was highlighted here pretty well because the chicken that I could have because it's just a chicken, chicken cheese and. Mm -hmm. onion bell pepper quesadilla or not quesadilla but like fajita burrito the chicken and this is a costco note from 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 josh here is it's their deboned roto chicken rotisserie chicken so you can buy the rotisserie chickens which we'll get to the rotisserie chickens in a minute <laughs> but if you just want the chicken like cooked chicken meat they actually will they have bags, like vacuum sealed bags of the chicken picked off the bone. And it's oh, the same cool. price per pound as the as a rotisserie chicken. And but you get a little bit more. So it costs a little bit more than just a rotisserie chicken. But it's totally worth it because you go buy a bag. Last night we did some like teriyaki chicken over rice. You use that. Today, fajita chicken. And so it's just nice to have cooked protein that nice. you can just throw in and kind of get going. Um, and then the other thing that I have are these um, Biquet caramels with Celtic with Celtic sea salt. And they're made up in Bozeman, Montana from a little store. And I had one of these last night and yo, they're delicious. Not as good as Jordan's caramels, but they are super delicious they're butter caramel so they're actually like really soft and and really like really chewy. chewy um but in my going to your spicy point yeah in my burrito i have some cheese dip from a local mexican restaurant called el portone which 
I swear to goodness, El Portone is slowly raising, slowly trying to raise the heat tolerance of Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> because what I've noticed them start doing, because I have an extreme weak tolerance to heat, is every time I order a cheese dip, there's just a little bit more of these itty bitty tiny orange squares in it. And I'm smart enough to know that okay, those are ha- those are habaneros. <laughs> and it's like every time I go, honestly, there's more and more in the cheese dip. And every time we go, Jordan says the salsa tastes a little bit more spicy. So I swear they're just like ever so slightly adding a little bit more and trying to boost up the heat they're tolerance. Like, We're just going to use one more a day. <laughs> And they cut them up like th- they honestly cut like them tiny up little so babies. small. Like we're talking eighth of an inch square small. Like oh they are gosh. super tiny. But because I have that in there, I do get some of that spiciness coming through. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't work with this be- just because it's so high alcohol and the mm-hmm. alcohol is a little bit more prevalent. And we talked about how heat and alcohol don't really play well together because it's a hot and a hot and it really just continues to accentuate it. That's why Mm -hmm. I would never drink bourbon with wings, like Mm -mm. straight liquor with wings. (sighs) I mean, unless you're doing a shot of fireball because somebody just gives it to you and you feel like making extremely bad decisions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, then go for it, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I, oh, I agree with that. The other thing I have on my plate is this new magical dip I have discovered. Magic dip? Mm-hmm. What is this magic so, dip? They call it a ranch dip, a ranch yogurt dip on, I get it through Imperfect Foods. Okay. Um, the brand is not Imperfect Foods, though. It's like Good Foods or something like that. But it's like almost like part tzatziki sauce like it has more like cucumber like stringiness to it that i really like i love tzatziki tzatziki sauce um, okay and they call it their cre- creamy ranch yogurt dip and i'm like i don't know what you do here but this is amazing and i basically will dip everything in it if given the opportunity so do you guys have a chewy's yeah. Have you ever it's eaten at a Chewy's? Oh yeah, yeah. There was one so in Nashville, right by school. Oh, that's right. So, is it like their jalapeno cucumber dip thing that they do? No, it's it's not like that. It's almost like if you were to go to Tzatziki's and get a bowl of their tzatziki sauce oh. and mix it with a Hidden Valley Ranch packet, I think oh. you'd come pretty close. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. I like see I what said, they're doing there. Pretty happy magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that sounds interesting. I wonder if it, it's almost like if you had boars in and made a cucumber sandwich, like just cucumber, mm-hmm. boars, and cheese, and, cu- and you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that. But so I've, so I've, as you've seen, I've put my bourbon yeah. on ice. It is much more manageable to mm. me straight when it's on, when it's on ice. Because that dilution really, really helps and brings out more of the caramely, the nuttiness to it, which is one of the reasons I think it would be a fantastic cocktail whiskey because it does mellow. It still has those, you know, those wide, big shoulders to it, but it allows for some of that extra nuanced flavor 
to come out and it cuts down that one one ness a little bit. So that's about, you know, five and a half yeah. points higher than I usually drink my bourbon at. I mean, mine says 103. Ooh. So I don't know if that's your math or um, just my bottle. Oh, no, I just can't read. It says 103. Okay. I, I was, was looking like, at it across the table. Either way, it's, yeah, it is a little bit higher. Um, yeah. I, I just tried it with my two sweets, and I don't love it as much as I actually thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go grab some ice cubes. Okay. And I'm probably going to have to pour a little bit more. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. This is why I started eating before we got on the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I've been eating one of these caramels. And these caramels, like... A lot of times when you get sea salt caramels, you know, there's the sea salt's just sitting on the top. These is like mixed into it. So as you're eating it, you can actually like get, little. get that little like bite of sea salt. And holy man, it's delicious. And you know, it goes well with the bourbon because the sweetness, like, because these are so sweet and so buttery that sweetness calms down the alcohol a little bit. And then the salt adds that super high tone to the, like the core of the whiskey. Now it's missing a little bit of the high middle, but it's definitely, it adds that little extraness up there and makes it taste, makes it taste pretty dang good. I do like the like on ice. I think you're right. It kind of like mellows it allows you to taste like nuances in the caramel flavors and yeah. like enjoy the spice without it like hitting you in the chest. Yeah, because before you take a sip and you're trying not to become a dragon and breathe fire. Mm-hmm. But with this you actually get to taste it and and really enjoy it a whole lot more. I don't think this is actually made to like dr- be no. drunk straight. I think it's more of understood that it's gonna go with Coke. It's gonna go into s- particular cocktails. It's. I, I mean, I think that's true of Kirkland signature across the board. I mean, obviously not their wines, but the mm-hmm. the liquors. I think they're definitely like, hey, we're gonna. This is really marketed to the person who wants something good and who doesn't want to pay, you know, forty bucks for a liter. Yeah, and you know, while we're talking about Kirkland. And we'll finish up with our first ones and start heading to the second one. It's one of those things people are like, oh, well, it's just, you know, it can't be that good because it's coming from a wholesaler. But but here's the thing is they actually use like legit distilleries, wineries to make this stuff. And I don't think they would put their name on something that's just garbage that people would rip apart, especially a bourbon. Yeah. And this is where I like to point out that Costco is based in Kirkland, Washington, outside of Seattle. And they actually started Kirkland brand with a few liquors, I think, like the basics, right? Like vodka, whiskey, and rum, maybe. But their real focus was on helping out the wine industry in Washington yeah. and, and bottling some of the like wine that wasn't getting sold otherwise. And I can't remember all the stories, but there was there was definitely a lot of like Costco did a lot of good for Washington grape growers and the wine industry there because they were 
helping use good grapes and not letting them go to waste and allowing those winemakers to continue to grow. Now I think we're on the other side of that (laughs) where they've done so much of it. It's maybe not helping those small uh, mom and pop wineries as much anymore. But I think you, if you remember that that's where they came from, their intention is not to put out crap. Their intention is to do good, make good things for people who want to buy them at a lower cost. Yeah. And it probably saves these distilleries and definitely the wineries when they initially started from selling their products to the big conglomerates Mm -hmm. where it's all their hard work is going to be lost. Right. It's just going to be put together to be some basic or, you know, depending on the conglomerate you sell it to completely manipulated to be something that they may not be happy with. So I agree that when they, you know, kind of when it gets going, you, you think about these, them reaching out and saying, Hey, rather than selling to them, finish it out and we'll, and we'll sell it for you. You'll get X, whatever the profits. Yeah. We'll go from there. And I think that is a good, that is a good piece to know about it. So remind everybody, what is your second pour going to be? My second pour is the original spiced rum. Mm, original spiced rum. And then my second pour is their Añejo tequila. Añejo tequila. And it is in a oh, liter bottle. I was really sad I couldn't find that one. I was like, oh, I don't want Casamigos Reposado. I want the Añejo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably, I mean, this is $30. Casamigos Añejo. Repo is, you know, 60 some odd probably. No, it wasn't that bad. Although also, like, I don't know if I should say this out loud when mom will listen, but I bought a bottle of Empress Jen for $29 at Costco. Uh, yeah. Yeah, their, their, their liquor prices all around are a little bit cheaper than your normal. Yeah, than your normal um, liquor store. Now, it's a catch-22. Because, yes, it helps the consumer, but it also hurts your local liquor store. So I always make sure to try, whether I'm buying stuff from Trader, I'm buying wine from Trader Joe's, or I'm buying wine or liquor from Costco, I'm still going into my local liquor store and supporting them because their selection is always going to be better than, than your grocery places. And you want them to stick around. Like, they are... They're the Look, fountain of knowledge in your neighborhood. My local liquor store has my freaking number, man. They <laughs> they do like wine fire sales every week, every week, sometimes twice a week. And I'm like, stop it, stop it! But it's it's full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't have take anymore. Room. <laughs> I don't have room. <laughs> and then they do the bourbon lotteries. And um, they've got a great beer selection. They actually do beer tastings every Friday night. Oh, wow. I love it. Um, They just sent out an email with a bunch of wine events for the month of May. Um, So, yeah, like I go to like I I will pick up at Costco my like big my big jugs, my like big Bacardi, my big makers, my Bombay. But like for the smaller stuff, I definitely am the same way. I like to go to the small liquor store and. Sometimes just meander the aisles and be like, who wants to talk to me and tell me about something new? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's going in. It's, it's getting those. You can get those nicer bottles, and even I mean, even some of the cheaper bottles you can buy. But there are there are some things, especially when it comes to Costco and Trader Joe's specifically, that you can't get anywhere else because they yeah. buy the lot. Okay, I wish you could smell my spice drum because it okay. smells like bananas, Foster. <sighs> really? Yeah, like sugar and banana. And I know what's going to happen when I sip it because I tried it right before. It's going to burn all the way down. It's like it's on fire. <laughs> Did you make sure you got an ice cube for it? <laughs> Are you just going to use your bourbon cube? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I brought a whole cup for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it does. Okay. Like, it smells very, very sweet. It's, it's, and I think this is where it's like rum with natural flavors and caramel color. <laughs> okay. I know. I get it. This isn't the high, the highest balloon stuff at all. So it's more along the lines of like a Captain Morgan kind of thing. Yeah. Captain Morgan spice. Yeah. Because it's kind it, of rumish. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely not in that one. like. No, it is not ten to one rum at all. Although. <laughs> the smells like I think the smell of the white like you're doing a blind tasting like in a black glass some of the smells are similar but the taste is it's just not well this and yeah I'm having a rough time right now smelling it but you have that kind of cleanness of a tequila Mm-hmm. But compared to some other añejos, you don't get a lot of those like extra spices or extra like earthy barrel tones. Yeah. To my nose right now, but my nose is also trying to run away from my face. Uh, <laughs> right, right and I, I will say too that like I poured this before we started, and when I first poured it, all I could smell were the alcohol ethers ethers coming off of it. Like, so maybe your tequila also needs to breathe a little bit and let that go. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that is true. It could definitely need that. But it's still, like, I'm a little worried about this. So this is, once again, you know, this is tequila, or at least mine is. So it's 100% blue agave. It's distilled in Jalisco. And it's actually distilled by a company called Santa Lucia Distillery. And it's actually it's in Zopan Jalisco, so it follows all of the, all the same laws as your any other tequila out there. It's just bottled and sold under the Kirkland name. And so, with it being in Yeho, that means it's at least I think two years in barrel. I forgot to look, I forgot to look it up. I think a year is um, reposado and. Over two years is, or over like eighteen months is. I had to look this up last night because as I was staring at all the tequilas, I was like, "What's the difference again?" Yeah. Silver is zero to two months aged. Reposado is between two months and a year. Añejo is at least a year old. Extra añejo is at least three years three years okay that's what it was i knew there was a cap for añejo oh oh, oh oh my goodness okay so best tequila i have ever had in my entire life is casa azul reposado the bell mm-hmm. the pretty pretty looking bottle with the bell on top yeah 
it has so much vanilla and like cotton candy kind of flavors that have this like light spiciness to it. This has a lot of those similar flavors. Oh. It's just a not as refined. Like I can I can definitely tell that this was not that because it's not as refined. It's not as smooth. Yeah. But I am extremely, extremely surprised by this by this tequila. It tastes great. Like I was mm. worried about tasting it, mm-hmm. but it actually tastes super good. If this was like mm. super chilled, like if I I would probably keep the bottle in the freezer and come out with it. Mm-hmm. It would be so good. Oh, this is bad that I know that this tequila exists. You're like now I know it exists. <laughs> it is like thirty dollars. Honestly, good. I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Have your Kirkland, have your Costco call you. <laughs> right. Can you call me when you get this stuff? And so there's apparently a brand new one. Um, brand new Costco down in Avon, which is a Indianapolis suburb. I feel like maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but apparently their liquor <laughs> actually stays in, um, in stock. Like I can't find maker's mark at Costco anymore. And it's not because they don't have access to it. It's because they can't keep it in stock and they don't have a good supply chain right now. And apparently Avon, since just not as many people are going there yet, they're like, yeah. they, they tend to have it. I was like, what the, without the drive, I think, uh, how much farther i mean like the cost the costco i drove to last night is like 10 15 minutes away at most avon's like 30 to 40 minute drive oh so not too bad but it's like north of the airport yeah not really what you want to do it's worth it but like you have to make it an adventure (laughs) (laughs) all right like jamie and i are like we're gonna go on an adventure and go to the avon costco some weekend (laughs) are there any like breweries or distilleries around that you can hit while you're up there you get close like you could drive back through speedway and go to some of the stuff over by the speedway although the speedway is about to get really freaking hopping um oh yeah oh yeah when's the race memorial day weekend so the end of may oh okay um but there's like concerts and all the traffic all the trials and whatever yeah but yeah um I'm sure there is, but we'd like, we were talking about like, we both need to procure allergy medicine. It's allergy season. Uh-huh. And I ended up just buying it last night um, for both of us. <laughs> but um, we were going to make an adventure and go to Avon after my trip and buy allergy medicine and booze. We may still do that, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> I'm just floored. I am absolutely floored by this tequila. Like, I don't really sip tequila. It's not my yeah. jam because yeah. tequila is tequila is not unkind to me. Tequila makes me turn into a extrovert, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, you have like an extroversion te- hangover. <laughs> No, well, see, I mean, come on, Marie. We're Mills. I don't get a hangover. Um, I do now. <laughs> no, it just makes me very open. So you make bad decisions, is what you're telling me. Bad sharing decisions. 
that may be more of it. <laughs> Maybe not bad decisions, but um, just become an overshare. A touch. I become an overshare, and if you ever want to, if you ever want to come and hang out with me, um, <laughs> I will get more into detail because I know both my parents listen to this. <laughs> so, uh, but man, that's that is that is really really good. Like so, that would be great in any cocktail. First of all, just. But I would not put it in a frozen margarita or anything that has a super amount of other sweet stuff to it or other flavor that would take away from the tequila. Um, But if you're doing like, you know, you're making a tequila, uh, making a margarita like we talked about in my cocktail episode, this would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I will say. I don't know if it's because I drank the bourbon first and now I'm coming back to the rum. Or if it's because it's been sitting open for a little bit, I may pour some more on top of it and see what happens. But this isn't hitting me the same way it was when I first took a sip of it. It's actually mellowed out. It's, it is still very sweet, but it's not so hot as it was when I first poured it. Did you take a sip of that first or the bourbon first? Because it I could smelled, just be. I don't know. I don't remember. Because it could just be that, you know, first drink of the day thing. Like, yeah, that's true. Most of the time, if you're drinking liquor first and you haven't been drinking liquor, it's going to hit your palate. It's going to hit your palate in your throat like a flamethrower. Just because it is like, it's just yeah. how, it's just kind of how it is. That but could as have been you, part of it. You know, as your palate gets used to what you're doing to it. Yeah. A lot of that harshness can, can fade away. Yeah, I'm going to add some ice to it. I will say none of my food is going badly. None of it is going, oh, my godly either. Right. It's like, okay, this is fine. We're cool with this design. Keep eating. Don't (laughs) fall off your bench. (laughs) Yeah. Liquors to me are the hardest things to do straight pairings with because I have not found very many true meal friendly liquors yeah. i know in certain cultures and in certain you know in certain situations it can be traditional or it can be the standard to drink a particular liquor with a meal but i haven't found great success in actual pairing mm-hmm. it's usually been appetizers or desserts and the yeah. desserts are usually liquors that are made that are, you know, for after dinner drinking. Like dessert drinks, yeah. Yeah, or even just aperitivos and like brandy. And brandy is traditionally served after a meal. Anything that's like a digestivo, yeah, usually will work with non-American desserts, <laughs> you know, non-desserts that are too super sweet. Right. That makes sense. So tell me a little bit more about the rum. So I just took a bite of a very chewy caramel pretzel situation, so great timing, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's all good. I don't really mind. Um, when I added the ice cubes, <clears throat> I get a little bit more um, of a citrus note. I think particularly like a key lime, like still leaning sweet, but a citrus note that's actually really refreshing, right? Like I could be like, oh. There's my daiquiri pairing that I'm looking for, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see where this could go now. Um, 
actually, and it makes me think that you could use this in a Mai Tai and like limit the orgeat because this is already very sweet. And mm-hmm. orgeat's like pure almond sugar. Um, and I think it would yeah. be beautiful, right? Because it would bring some of those citrus notes when it's on ice and um, be a really nice. Um, obviously, I'm like, oh, these are made for cocktails. I want to put it in the cocktail. <laughs> right. But I do like it. Like it, it has like, I, I wish you could be here because you'd probably be better with the words. And I'm like, I should have brought out my, my wine book with the wheels so I could have some words in front of me. Because I feel like I can't, like, it is like a blended Bananas Foster in this thing. And I'm trying to find something that isn't Bananas Foster. And it's difficult. I was like, ooh, lime. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Well, I no. mean, and, you know, sometimes liquors aren't as nuanced as we want them right. to be. And it may just be like Bananas Fosters. Now, you could get into the spices. Now, are we talking about like clove, cinnamon, nutmeg, pepper? Um, clove. Any any sorts of those? Are we looking at... Have you, you know, ever had it, those um, those smashmallows? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so smash, smashmallows can't remember i probably found them at target first they're also at whole foods they're probably now everywhere but anyways they're like square like square marshmallows in their fancy pan and they do a churro marshmallow so it's a marshmallow with cinnamon sugar on the outside okay and i think the like there are some villain vanilla notes in here that like powdered sugar smell like (laughs) If you dump too much powdered sugar in the mixer to make icing and it poofs back in your face, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of has that, that feeling to it. Again, there's just a lot of like sugary, so sugar. sweet. Every, every smell I smell is in the context of something sweet. There's cloves in the context of cookies, there's bananas in the context of banana bread, there's you know, vanilla in the context of a marshmallow. <laughs> so it, now, it, none it, of it is like a pure smell. Is it, van, is it, when you say sugar, now we're talking, we're going to go into a little bit of depth here. Is it yeah. like raw? Is it like white sugar? Is it sugar the raw? Is it brown sugar? Is it molasses? I would is put it, it honey? It, I would put it in the, the brown sugar sugar in the raw category because it does have that like, toastiness to it it's with the exception of the like powdered sugar note that is just this like it does have like a light fluffy like if you closed your eyes you can visualize this beverage like i could draw you what this <laughs> rum <Dictionary>. smells like <laughs> yeah and it would be like Bananas Foster with marshmallows on top. <laughs> like a lime whipped cream note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible as a dessert. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Put a, put a scoop of ice cream inside. There you go. Now, so you, what I'm kind of picking up is this is definitely a cocktail. Definitely a cocktail rum. And I would not put this in Coke. Unless It'd you just were be going too damn sweet. It'd just be so sweet. It would be like you you could take your like whole regular Coke and turn it into essentially a cherry vanilla Coke. Banana vanilla Coke. <laughs> like if that's what you're going for. 
Hey. Good on you. This is great. But if you're not going for the sugar aspect, this is much better in the like tropical poolside beverages. Like this is going to be great when I pull out the kitty pool out back oh, and yeah. I make little, little beverages um, to sit with me at the pool while I read. Um, yeah. This would be great. Okay. So tip, uh, whatever. It's fruit season. Right. We're talking about blended cocktails. Some buy a bunch of fruit, freeze your fruit. And then when you go to make a blended cocktail, you use your frozen yep. fruit rather than ice. And it, a, it doesn't water it down as much. <clears throat> and B, you get that wonderful flavor and you can keep them for a long, long time. Or you can just go buy frozen fruit. Buy the frozen fruit. Yeah. From your, from your local grocery or whatever. And use that, but you always want to use a little bit of fresh fruit with it so that you can get some of that consistency mm, that kind of that fun. you want. It's a little bit more of a, you know, smoothie rather than icy kind of consistency. If you want that yeah. icy consistency, though, just use frozen fruit in your in your booze as your as your liquid. Don't um, use you don't really need anything else. Speaking of other Kirkland purchases. Costco purchases. They do sell boozy popsicle stick things that are like otter pops. So for what it's worth, um, they melt really fast in their little popsicle container, plastic baggie, because they're booze. But they aren't high booze. I found that they are better to use as that like ice component. And then you top it off with your tequila, your white rum, whatever. Um, And just kind of, you don't have to use a blend. Like if you don't want to get the blender out, use a couple of those little sticks. Or if you have the, like Jamie bought the like big adult size juice packs. Oh yeah. A bottle of those that you can, and and you can like dump a few of them in there and then add a little bit of extra booze. And it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I also saw this trip that they had <clears throat> minute made juices. It was like passion fruit juice, grape juice, lemonade, and something else in the same like freezer pop style. Yeah. I almost bought them, but I resisted. <laughs> I don't have room in my freezer. Um, but that could also be a fun idea, especially like if you get a tartar heart. More tart juice to go with something like this. Yeah. And then there's always, you know, Sonic or insert slushy, slushy place here. And then this right. would be great. Like, this is definitely going to go into some Sonic slushes. I can tell you that. <laughs> Josh is like, don't mind my Sonic cup. It's just Sonic. I swear. It's just, it's just a lemon berry slush. I promise. Nothing else going on here. Nothing to see. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what. Jordan and I do at the pool all the time is if we're feeling super lazy, we'll go get a Sonic drink, pour it in the Yeti, top it with some booze. And then we're good to go because, you know, it's a thousand degrees by the pool here in Arkansas. I am am ready for it to not be winter here. Like I got snow yesterday. Which is so fucking crazy. So stupid. (laughs) Stupid. And my friend Jamie keeps reminding me, Emory, you can't plant things until mother's day and i'm like so that's next weekend right (laughs) just like no (laughs) no not yet 
I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of not knowing what temperature it's going to be. Because also, so it snowed mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday morning. I won't be here on Friday, Saturday, but by Friday, Saturday, it's going to be 80 degrees outside. So you add that that temperature shift on top of allergy season. My sinuses already hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah our, our temperature shift hasn't been that bad, <clears throat> but we've had a lot of like, it'll be 80 and then it'll be 40, mm-hmm. you know, so we've we've hit some of that as well. And it's just wreaking havoc. But well, Marie. I think it's time we do a blind. Okay. But what I'm thinking about doing is the blind is I'm going to pour something. I'm going to talk you through it. And you got to tell me what it is. <laughs> Cause I don't have any, I don't have a blind. I haven't had a blind we prepared didn't, we for didn't me. We didn't pre-plan this. Okay. We didn't pre-plan this. So I'll wipe away my gonna... tears. I'll put on my big girl <laughs> panties. You'll be fine. It's it's it won't be too difficult. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pour it. I'm gonna pour it on my ice. So all right, here we go. So here's your color. It's kind of a deeper brown. Deeper brown. So we're already knowing that we got some aging going on here. Yeah. Some wood aging. It's not gin and it's not vodka. Yes, because I would not pour that for (laughs) myself. He was like, I wouldn't do that for myself anyway. I wouldn't do that to myself. If it was, you know, it'd be like a half of a pour that's in here. Okay. So smelling this, you smell that woodiness. You're not getting a too, you're not getting too, too much alcohol. There's a kind of a mid-level sweetness to it, but there's a lot of like caramely, caramely notes to it as well with some like, sweeter spices so like uh, it's gonna sound super dumb but candied clove to it all right so i like it it's a little bit harsher on the palate than it was smelling on the nose and i think that's just because of my nose trying to have a sinus infection um but i still get some spiciness to it i still get that caramely sweetness it is prickly a little bit. So I think the alcohol is higher than I initially expected. Okay. But it's in balance. Okay. It's not um it's not like the bourbon that we had. It's not okay. not, fiery. It's not out of whack. Got it. Yeah. Um you know, tell as me it, more about the spices that you're tasting. Okay. So they're very much baking spices. It's very much clovey, nutmeggy, a little bit of cinnamon, but it's not like the spices aren't spicy. So we're not into like the black pepper or kind of like the greeny kind of pepperiness. It's very much cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, allspice kind of flavors. Now, it doesn't taste sweet on the palate, though. Okay. Um, Cause I mentioned that like sugared, sugared yeah. clove, it doesn't taste like that. It tastes very balanced between, between everything. Uh, there's a little bit of carameliness, a little bit of nuttiness, but it's nothing like overtakes one thing or the other. Okay. Is there any, 
You mentioned caramel. Is there any vanilla in there? There's a little bit in there. It's hard because it's, it's extreme. It's well balanced. Um, but I would definitely say there is vanilla, but it's along the lines of really, really, really good vanilla extract. Okay. So you like have that like true vanilla flavor, yeah. but it's not sweet. Like it's, it has sweetness, but it's not overly sweet. It's very well done for what it is. So I've tasted bourbon and spiced rum, which could both kind of have those same flavors. I've definitely used a lot of those same words today. Yeah. Do you feel like it's more like, is it grain based or is it maybe more sugar cane based? I think based on the way it tastes, if you were tasting this, you would know that it's grain based. Okay. It has that kind of graininess to it. It doesn't really have the molasses ness Oh, that I would like expect sugar. from a higher yeah. end, higher end, well balanced rum. Okay. So then, you know, Dad doesn't follow how Mom sets this stuff up. Too bad I set it up. I liked it. Um, it does sound like it's more likely to be a bourbon. Okay. An American bourbon does not sound like a Scotch whiskey or an Irish whiskey. Okay. And if it's grain based, it can't be rum. So what are you going to say? Let me make sure I don't feel like I'm missing a category here. It's not sweet enough to be like a liqueur. No, definitely not. Yeah, I'm going to stick with an American bourbon. And a year. So you're going to say that it is a bourbon. Do you want to go any farther than that? You don't have to. Not, if I were tasting it, I might venture a guess beyond that. But without actually being the taster, I find that very difficult. Okay. Well, you'll have to come back next week to find out whether Marie was correct or incorrect. And speaking of next week, next week is actually going to be a wine week. I know we've had a lot of cocktail weeks recently, but it's actually time to not have a cocktail week and just have a wine week. Um, once again, I'm still working on the possible guests for next week. So you're going to have to be watching our social media to see what we are doing for that. I really appreciate everybody out there who's been listening to us. If you like us, if you think we're worthy of it, give us a like, a follow, a share, give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform, reach out to us via social media or email at acquired tastings at gmail.com. And we are just so happy to have you. And uh, Marie, I'm very happy that you were able to make another episode. Me too. It was fun. Thanks for playing along with my Kirkland brand idea. Um, yeah. I look forward to doing something else fun with you in the future. Definitely. Sounds great. And once again, I want to thank you for, thank you for being on. And I want to thank all of our listeners out there for listening to us. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. I'm Marie Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>